wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. celebrating with off-the-record instrumentals because there's so much to celebrate for. And this is Tenfro broadcasting from my home here in in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I'm just excited about a lot of things. One of the major things I'm celebrating besides Black excellence in general, I'm also in celebration mode because of a milestone that I've reached. I am on tap probably by the time this podcast is um, published on hopefully this coming Sunday, I will have reached for the first time ever 10,000 downloads. And I wish I had this queued up. Uh, Air horn of celebration of this is through just great, um, a great campaign that has been sponsored by my editors at Brighton Media. I'm so lucky that I reached out to Noah and his crew, marketing crew. I'm getting the downloads that I'd so desperately needed um, to get taken seriously by other publishers or other advertisers. And it's just remarkable that they see or these people have saw something in my podcast that will make it widely available and giving me the boost and push that I need um, to actually make it to the next level. I, I aspire, I can dream of reaching the levels of people like Rogan and even Demetria L. Lucas, who just landed um, in Ghana and is starting her next chapter, as well as the black guy who tips. I just want a little portion, my little corner. If my niche's books and uh, my jaded middle aged African American eye or view of trash TV and popular culture. I'm glad that there is a niche for that and people that are willing to listen to it. So thank you guys for that. Now on to other black excellence. Um, and I'm going to play this. These are my confessions. Just when I thought I said all I can say, my shit on the side. So she got one on the way. I didn't want to play that. I wanted to play this part. 
Watch this. I've been saying that in my head for the like the past week. If I'm going to, this is not just black excellence. This is just some gangster uh, U.S. attorney, Merrick Garland. Um, I don't know what his nationality is, but I'm here for it. Um, he and um, Letitia, oh, where is that uh, write-up I had pulled up of her? I got all these windows and stuff open, and I wish I It is so annoying that I did. I wasn't ready to go. Uh for this part of the podcast, but I'm going to give black excellence to uh, state U.S. state attorney A.G. Um, Letitia James of New York. This woman hit the news. One, she's absolutely gorgeous. Please navigate um, to the full podcast notes because. This woman from Brooklyn, native Brooklynite, born there, 63 years ago. She's absolutely gorgeous. I want to be her when I grow up. She's badass. She came to light where, as she intensified the sexual harassment probe of Governor Cuomo, Democrat. He was up, we were actually saying at one point, uh, Cuomo for president um, because he was so gangster. And then we found out all the shenanigans that was state sanctioned during the COVID. So he fell out of favor for that. And then they intensified and he resigned uh, amid sexual harassment. Um, And that was led by her office. And even though Trump is saying all of this stuff is politically motivated and blah, blah, blah. She's a uh, left-swinging Democrat. She came after Cuomo. She going to come after your ass if there's any wrongdoing. And she got the receipts to prove it. He, This fool, Trump, basically got up there um, and was pled the fifth. And he keeps doing this dumb stuff, y'all. He's not a smart individual. I didn't know. And even though I didn't know, once he goes, if he goes to trial, if they are instructed, the jury can use him pleading the fifth or not answering as a sign of guilt. He is seriously setting himself up to be persecuted. I don't think she would have pushed and continued to push if there was no if there was no malfeasance, if there was no proof, she wouldn't have stepped to him and come and and utilize her office to come against an innocent person. And an innocent person also will tell the truth. So if you won't say anything because you want you don't want to incriminate yourself, that can actually be thought, um, that can actually backfire and it could set you up for failure. So now they're going to go into the settlement phase. He's getting ready. I'm not going to be happy. The whole, he don't pay bills, so a whole financial um, um, settlement or a penalty or a fine does not sit well with me. I 
want to see him in cuffs and his coked out kids because they're too stupid for words. I'm so impressed with this woman. And she's not, obviously, she gonna come after you if you do some dumb shit. And that what it makes me so happy about her. And again, it's like her and Mary Garland are basically going to be singing Usher's Confessions. Watch this. These are my confessions. Just when I thought I said... That's what I live for. She makes me and Merrick Garland have made me so happy when justice, what justice looks like and people actually doing their job and not politically motivated and not coming out, talking out their butts. This is what I live for. So who else? I also wanted to give uh, major props to the GOTIS. <laughs> greatest of all times, United States, uh, Serena Williams, she actually announced her retirement after the 2022 U.S. Open. So she can, it's like she, she's retiring from tennis, active, you know, tired from tennis, but I don't think she's going to basically give up her position in that world. I think she's still going to be involved probably on the business or the back end or with training or buying up tennis clubs or teams and management, that kind of thing. But as far as her being a superstar tennis player, she's actually leaving that after the U.S. Open. And she looks so beautiful on the um, uh, September edition. She's on the cover of Vogue. And I only buy Vogue, especially the September edition. I still have from a couple of years ago when Beyonce was on it. And now that uh, Serena Williams is on the cover looking absolutely gorgeous with her cute little girl, Olympia. I'm actually going to go and probably purchase it. I Hopefully they sell it at Walmart. I could go and pick up some pig feet and uh, the cover uh, um, the new September edition of Vogue because Serena Williams is on it. But so those are my two great um, celebrations of black excellence and good black news and good news for everybody uh, this week um, on my podcast. And I hope you enjoy my quips and um, et cetera on my on the, in the actual podcast and blog notes on my dalesangelsinc.blog. Um, check it out and let me know what you think. And also drop a note to let me know what other topics and other people that I should actually be giving props to. It's not, it's not really all that hard for me to find good black news. Um, it's harder for me to talk about myself and how why I'm so proud of myself. But it also is not hard for me to find other there's in all of this turmoil and anxiety, et cetera, in the world, I look for major positivity as everybody else is trying to gaslight and destroy and put make everybody paranoid um, in the world. That's not what I do. That's not what I want to do. That's why I take um, celebration of black excellence so serious for that reason. And I'm also trying to figure out why my dog is basically staring off into space. Ethel, you okay? Come here. Come here. 
she actually has been acting really weird, y'all, um, since she got that leptospirosis um, vaccination a couple of weeks ago. She's eating and peeing and pooping and stuff, but she and she's back to her yippy, jumpy, chihuahua self, but sometimes I see her um, staring off into space and I have to call her and see what she's doing. I think she's feeling a little weird right now, but she's doing really good otherwise. So, mad shout out to my little dog, Ethel. I'm gonna have to go pick her up and give her love. Get catch! And what a better way to start this part of the podcast. I am moving on to donkey of the day. And there just seems to never, to be a never ending supply of people willing to be donkeys. Number one, I have several from this week. I've got, I've, came up with this one because I try not to post negativity, but I just couldn't help it. I watched the news way too long a couple of mornings ago. Um, Nothing against the host of CBS Morning News, but I just don't like their, they have a job to do. They have ratings to support. So they basically don't get clicks if their topics are not trending or they're not keeping us on edge. That's why I try extremely hard that I not watch it too long. But today, well, that day, it was particularly um, cringy and annoying when the Trump supporters were threatening political warfare because people dared to catch him on his shenanigans. You cannot, I don't understand why they had so, why people have such an issue with us not holding him. Why people have such a problem with us holding him accountable for breaking the law. I think maybe it's just because he's not a god, he's not infallible, he's not an emperor with his crooked weave and probably stank breath and little hands. He is not above the law. And if you told anyone else about what is wrong with taking classified information out of the White House and not returning it to the rightful owners or management, which is the archives, you can't, what is the issue with that? Why is he not subject to the same laws as everybody else. What makes this white man above the law? Why is he above the law? I don't understand. I don't understand why they're having such issue. I don't understand where, if you live in this country, you make money in this country, you're gonna have to pay the taxes. You're gonna have to break 
Uncle Sam off something, the IRS off or something. And he was wilding out all these years and had this sketchy accounting. He going to pay for that. It is not politically motivated. It is law motivated. And he need to stop it and sit down somewhere. That's why I give the, all of the supporters. I think all of his supporters are donkeys. Also, he is always going to be forever donkey. Greg Abbott. I found out or didn't realize until uh, when I made this uh, posted about donkeys of the day that he's actually in a wheelchair. He sustained a really significant um, high uh, thoracic spine injury when a tree fell on him and he's in a wheel, he's wheelchair bound. He is now shipping migrants out of Texas. And, and, and randomly shipping them all over the country. Tennessee, D.C., New York, as a retaliation of the Biden's administration, although it started during the former occupants, his escalation uh, and stay in China, stay in Mexico kind of crap, this all started prior to Biden. But he is also a donkey because I don't even understand the law, but I understand he could be actually bought up on federal tra human trafficking um, charges trying to make a stupid point. It's just the level of entitlement and nonsense that has been allowed to go on and it was like there was a release the cracking moment um during the previous administration and I can't I, I heard on one other podcast about if we had just continued with progress and American ideas and we would have returned to a really idea we would have still been in the glow. We would have emerged from this pandemic sooner and get to this point where we can relax guidelines that everybody was ignoring anyways and we wouldn't have been so polarized but we were allowed to be polarized just because of the manipulation and um, selfishness of the former occupant of the White House. I can't understand why they are so upset with us, with the Justice Department doing their job when they were, so they means they were okay about the black shirt busting up Occupy Seattle and um, uh, Black Lives Matter rallies. And they went off about Hillary Gate because she was using a private email server to uh, talk to her staff or email her staff. But this kind of nonsense, inciting insurrection, taking out classified documents, not pay, tax evasion, RICO, he can do all those things, literally break the law. And but y'all, but that's okay because he's a white dude with a bad weave. I, I just, I have, I can't understand that. I can't understand why a governor is shipping migrants to other in protests. It's like he's daring the federal government to do anything. But again, Merrick Garland is gonna be like this.
Exactly. Just because you don't hear anything from him, they are gathering the information and the to get the affidavits together to for search warrant and to swear out. So you, it's like they're they're basically creating their own issues. Y'all, they coming up on federal charges. These properly processed migrants, and they and he's using them as a ploy um, to try to get back at the um, the government or Biden. It's like a war on Biden just because he's a Democrat. It's just like they have forgotten where they are. They want to go back to some. Uh, they really want to live in the third right. They really want to live in some authoritarian where everybody, where they can do this kind of nonsense and there's no repercussions for it. But again, Merrick Garland got something for their ass. I'm just saying. And I got to also figure out why Ethel is losing her mind. And a final Eeyore to the donkey of the day, Karen Turner. I saw this girl. Uh, wilding out on um, court, not court TV, but chaos court or something similar to that. She basically was wilding out um, in a Ohio uh, grocery store, came in there yelling and taping the police. She's an anti-masker yelling at the height. And this was actually recorded or she recorded this and posted it on YouTube over a year ago. At the height of the panorama, she yelling about illegal search and uh, uh, illegal rest. These people use any excuse to act stupid. And it was just, it has been that kind of craziness and tomfoolery that has been going on that I'm giving her Karen Donkey, big Eeyore to this lady. You got to see this um her footage is the initial, but you have to go to court TV or whatever to see how they treated her. And if it had been anybody else, like if it had been a black person, that would have been an indication for her to either get shot or fall up out the car and sustain a severe head injury because they were more patient with this spitting, crazy, yelling white lady than they would have been about anybody that looked like me. But again... I would have never acted like that way because I know what the cost would have been and I didn't want to pay it with my life. But big Eeyore to Karen Turner in uh, Ohio, you just stupid. And you have no incentive to act right because nobody makes y'all act right. The first time I read Dreams from My Father, it was an abridged version. And I remember even the abridged version seemed like it took forever, I was exhausted. Reading this unabridged version of Dreams from My Father comes after me having read the unabridged version of A Promised Land, the first volume of my presidential memoirs, and that's twice as long. So this actually felt uh, a, a little bit easier, uh, and I was probably more accustomed to um, you know, what, the, what the process is like. What I think I, I had forgotten, uh, which is a little tricky, is I try to give people a sense of how my various family members sound and and uh, you know there are a lot of scenes where African members of my family I've got to kind of try to duplicate that sometimes I get it right sometimes I think it's a little off <laughs> but uh, it, it was a, it was a useful reminder to me of 
the journey that I had gone through as a young man, uh, you know, I, in some ways, me finishing this book uh, represented the end of my childhood. And that was Forever POTUS, uh, Barack Obama. I actually included that um, YouTube clip uh, in my extended podcast notes as well as for my blog post uh, from this past uh, week. Um, And it's one of those things, this was from the 10th, and it's just one of those things where I noticed, and I've been listening to uh, the unabridged version of Dreams from My Father for a last couple of weeks, and it is actually read by him. Uh, what I want to point to is just how young he looked prior to even when he he was he had just started, I believe, uh, working in or right in the middle of working um, in um, Chicago or Illinois at this time. Uh, he started out as an organizer. Um, and how young he was in the mid-90s. He had been interviewed. There are clips of, I included clips of him over like a 27-year span. Um, You can see his aging when he first started out, when he first got, um, I believe he was probably appointed to the state house at one point, and then, or became a state senator, and then senator, and then uh, after his, this, that clip was from just taken 10 months ago after he had served two terms as president. Um, And what struck me is people say racist crap to him, even now, I'm sure. Uh, That first clip where she basically, he is the quintessential African-American. And if say from a white woman, I took it some kind of way, um, I don't know if she meant well, but you could see the stank look on his face. He, it, it, I think he received it just like I received it because he has made no secret of his being a uh, mixed race and also of Kenyan descent. Uh, his growing up, he had, and he also made no apology about the lack of relationship with his uh, father, um, and he passed away before he could actually get reconciled, tr- completely reconciled with him. And it wasn't until much later that he would also get reconciled with the rest of his and um, African heritage. But he never let that stop him, and it actually that is what propelled him to reach people on a certain level. He basically also maximize uh, lessons, not just from his father, because he didn't have that. He actually got lessons from every person of every color, every background. Actually, he took the best parts and applied it to how he interacted with people, how he told his story, how he put his story together. He never had a dream for stall, or he never let his lack of having a consistent father, his father in his life, but it always seemed like he had consistent father figures. Using the lack of relationship as an excuse for failure, that gets old and it gets old really fast. Also blaming people for 
their deficiencies because they were never consistently poured into, that also gets old and it also gets old very fast. Also, having anxiety about things that you can't change also get old and it gets old very fast. Always being on 20, not being able to let stuff go and being able to identify your deficiencies and then moving on and not getting caught up in some negative emotion and not the positivity of things is also something that I'm also consistently working on. And I'm, I want to be continue that work to become a, vet, uh, a better and a more receptive version of myself. I'm not sure if I'm ever going to get to that point where I'm going to be able to hang out with people a lot more. I mean, it's just way too comfortable in my oasis that I call my home. And it's like, I don't, nobody makes people like the Karens that I just dragged act right. Nobody really makes me act right because I'm in the seclusion of my home. But I really need to put a better effort into becoming more and better socialized. But it's going to have to be on my terms, and I'm going to have to be able to re, uh, deal better with um, people coming at me with critiques and knowing and their own pettiness, and still being able to move on and enjoy life in general. That is my dog barking and Loretta Divine in Until You Come Back to Me cover on my favorite show of all time, Pea Valley. And that's how I'm going to start this session with a couple of bars of Quartz Bar. Um, this is the part of my show that is popular culture and what I'm watching, mostly trash TV. I plan on spending a better part of this coming weekend enjoying uh, re-listening to um, this re-watching, excuse me, uh, P Valley, as well as use my other usual trash TV stuff. Uh, what the final epi the season finale is coming up on this Sunday. Usually it drops at about three o'clock in the morning, I am gonna try my hardest not to watch it. Um, I plan on getting ready, fixing breakfast, um, and then doing like a live tweet room if I can as I watch this final episode, which promises to be explosive. We get to see the full arc of uh, Lil Murder, Andre, and even and even um I don't know, maybe Patrice Woodbine is going to be in this shouting up or beating up a shout um as she loses the mayoral candidacy. Um I am excited uh that I think Megan the Stallion 
is going to play a part of this. I want to see Derek get got. Um, he has to be missing. He has to come up missing in his own mirror. I'm just saying, y'all, I can't deal with that Richie not rich anymore. Um, he just has to go. I want to see Mercedes, what she's going to do in her next episode, as well as Keyshawn. Um, I think she's going to end up, I don't know. Is Lil Murder going to have to leave town because uh, Maine's gang is going to put a hit out on him and he's going to be on the run? It's going to be like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of picture. Oh, that was going to be kind of funny if they do that. And they only come back in town when all of those other guys, either they fall ill or die from COVID or they get shot up by AR-15. I don't know. I just think that how they end the season... If they end the season right, they're going to start next season right. Um, we're not going to see anything until, uh, suppose it, it's been renewed for a third season, but it's not going to drop until August of 2023. And I'm going to be so here for it. I'm going to be continuing um, to seek interviews and sneak peek scenes. I wasn't able to find anything on YouTube um, this past week. I've been looking at what is this um mark dark tv um they had some really good ones yesterday and check this out it says what's big bones next move let's see what is this what is this sean wake up warts all over your face legs twist around on out your back i don't think that'd be a good look well then i wouldn't touch that if i was you what is it it's protection. <laughs> you don't seem like the type of need no protection. Yeah, we all need some saving now and again. Why you don't do security for the paint no more? You must try to save one of them hoes when I'm ready to be saved. And who told you that? Your eyes. Diamond, the Wayne's done yet. Cause she might be thirsty, but I'm hungry. Quit blaming me. Thing I blame myself for is when I went in that room. Put hey, seven pounds of pressure on the trigger and put the wrong person to paradise. Hey, Daddy, you really feel? Hey, 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 hey! Trust each other tonight, whether y'all like it or not. Otherwise, roulette is right. One of gonna get hurt. There's only one hitter who pull in enough to triple the door of a club that can only do 50% capacity. Keyshawn, the hitter you talking about? Oh, she a hitter, all right. Too bad she ain't got good aim. What make you think of that? It's walls. Got ears. Mouths, too. They showing this picture of... Then my They gonna come burn this up. Don't think for a second. Ain't got nobody out there watching you. Waiting for you. What's up, YouTube? It's your boy, Mark Dark. And I'm back with another video. If you're new, if you love P-Valley, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Like the video and leave your theories, comments, everything down below. Now, today, we're going to be talking about P-Valley Season 2. What is Big Bones' next move? So, down below, I want y'all to give me the final predictions 
on Big Bones character, this whole storyline. Of course, we know we want to. I don't know. I think she's going to send a picture um, to the Delta Devoted and they all going to have to get gone um, because not only is the Delta Devoted going to come crashing down on Pea Valley, I think it's going to be somebody's going to get caught up in the crossfire. And that's maybe how... Uh, little murder situation gets taken care of because as they are the gang shooters are coming after little murder the delta devoted are going to be coming after uh diamond and even big l and then big l in defense everybody going to be shooting at everybody else and it's going to take every problem is going to be taking care of itself i don't know i think a woman scorn she got too much into her feelings and I, I don't know if she's going to do what she needs to do to get Little Diamond out or she's going to follow the brotherhood of Delta Devoted but don't trust that big butt like what what did they use um, BBD used to say don't trust your big butt and a smile don't trust this miracle chick in that big butt I'm just saying big bone is coming she's going to bring it and he's going to let down his guard almost unless it's going to um kick in when they actually come a hunting for him and big l because that is the that the pink is the final resting place i have a feeling and y'all can y'all don't have to quote me i think the pink is going to end up being burnt down and next season, they're going to rebuild it, be built, rebuild it even better under a lease. And that's how they're going to be able to withstand. It's going to become a proper gentleman's club, um, even though it had those dubious beginnings. But the building itself and all the building itself is going to be gone. The secrets are going to live on because they live on. They live on forever with the people that in within the people themselves, and I think unrested Siri, um, spirits like all the the Delta Devoted and everybody else are just going to follow them in there because they're going to follow the people, and because they are unrest, unrested unless the juju wears off. I don't know, but. I think they're going to end up, it's going to end up coming back bigger and better. They're going to enter in at least the casino is going to just be um, an offshoot of the success of the pink and be, the pink being rebuilt. And it's, they're going to come back bigger and better with the same headliner dancers. Maybe that's how Derek is going to become up missing in his own mirror. He's going to die in the fire of the fiery inferno of the pink. And while they rebuild him, um, Little Murder and Keyshawn and them are going to be on um, the road. And then she's going to come back. Um, next season is going to start out with um, they're going to be headlining um, at the new and improved Pink. I think that would be awesome. Who's with me? What do y'all think as far as that? And the other things that I watch, I've gotten into Love and Hip Hop unfortunately and I was trying to figure out if Atlanta or Love and Hip Hop Miami are the worst yeah 
they're messier in Miami. And that's true of Real Housewives of Miami and any iteration of anything that in, has Miami as the host city is just some mess, girl. It's just some mess. Um, let, I'm also going to leave that as a question, uh, which series or which show is messier as well as you can leave comments on predictions as far as what's going to happen on um, P-Valley itself. I think... If the show does nothing, it's going to live on in infamy just in our heads because what we can imagine, what they're going to do next uh, and how they, which way the storyline is going to take, you can only um, make predictions. And some of it comes true. Some of it comes doesn't come true. All I know, the script already, they've already closed production on it. Um, they haven't made or there's been no reports of any changes, so we can only guess. Uh, but I always know and I'm always looking forward to the next show, the next iteration, the next episode is always going to try to outdo the previous one. But it's also going to tie in a whole bunch of stuff. And as Little Murder or Little Murder and Clyde and Bonnie are going to be on the road. We're going to start getting even more backstory about the characters as we get a full and rounded picture and story arc. We may find out what really happened or the little kid as Autumn, it sounds, seems like that she's actually pregnant with twins if we believe Whisper. Um, and if she goes to term, they may actually play on. If she's going to have this baby, check a Lisa General. I'm sure she's going to have a whole bunch of uh, black-centric uh, uh, side effects. She may end up dying um, like uh, Beyonce and um, Serena Williams almost passed away from trying to give birth. Also, a little bit more backstory we're going to have to find out. I think the Delta Devoted are going to actually come into town. Um, and we're going to get more of, uh, what's his name? Montavious's backstory and his relationship with Autumn. Um, I also think that there is going to be a relationship or a partnership be t that's going to be more realistic and positive as far as um, Coach's ex-wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, and Mercedes and that gym. Don't count out uh, Patrice Woodbine. She's going to come back with the vision of vengeance, looking like a crazy over-the-hill superhero and her chaps, cowboy boots and fringes. I just can't get that visual out of my head. And those white people, when they get their, their bag is being threatened, they get really dangerous. So I'm looking forward also to see what happens to the Kyle family. So it's a whole bunch of stuff. Also, we may run up against all of um, the former, the late mayor Ruffin. We gonna probably end up meeting uh, Andre's father, something is going to come of that, or he may visit him in parchment. Who knows? I think there are so many possibilities as possible storylines that you can't 
I mean, you can't lose with this show. It is just so amazing. It's gritty. It is all of that. And it's so close to life that it makes it better to watch because life is messy, but it's not as this professionally and sequentially messy as this particular show. where they are about to go between the feature on Megan Thee Stallion uh, producing him, now DJ Never Skip producing him, murder going back on the road even though uh, his former lover blew his brains out and then he ended up capping the dude Rico so it's amazing and I love this show and every time, please navigate to my playlist on uh, iTunes and play this. Get, the, get it into the rotation. Let it hit number one for somebody that's not even a rapper. It's because of its association with the show. Let's show out and show up for these guys for this show. Just saying. When I make it out of the bed, I'm going to be stupid rich. I'm blow hold them bad. Might get fucked in the When I make it out of bed. I wanted to end my broadcast or this recording with just some fresh beats and as a reminder for us to be kind to ourselves, be kind to our minds, and keep creating. I mean, there's just so much horrible things and mean things going on in the world. And this is not goodbye. This is just until we meet again or until I record and drop another episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Check me out on social media. Tinfro is reading on Instagram, TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter, and Tinfro is reading the book club. I hope to get into a better state of mind as we recover as a nation from just the tragic happenstance of the last several weeks. And again, I admonish you to be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Be the action that you want to be. If you want kindness, give kindness, exude kindness, and just love yourself and love others. And again, thank you for listening.